guys excited about the, the word today? So one person, huh? Y'all excited about the word today? You know, what I, what I would love to see, and this is what I'm, I'm designed for us, is that we would be moved from the moment that we've already begun to worship and praise on our ride in. That from the moment that we start unloading chairs all the way to the time we load them back in. And as you're riding home, you are worshiping, you are praising, you are excited. Because guess what? When two or three of us are gathered together in his name. Do you know the rest of that? It says there he is in the midst. He's here. It's, it's, it's not just listen. What, what we've got to learn in church is not to be looking for feelings. Don't be looking for feelings. Don't be looking for goosebumps. If you're chasing goosebumps, the devil will oblige. Matter of fact, there's a there's a whole scary TV show called Goosebumps. He'll give you goosebumps. He don't mind if you're chasing a feeling. What you've got to begin to do is what we have to begin to do is we have to be just chasing the father. Seeking him in his word, allowing his spirit to be able to move. And however that is, even when you don't sense that he is there, you got to, by faith, know that he is. Because he said he would be because there are plenty of times when, man, I can't tell if God is there or not. There's plenty of times when I can't tell, but he's there. And. It is why we must always be willing to to even when we don't feel like it, be willing to give thanks. And we're coming up on Thanksgiving and and most people I've been hearing most people. I was out last night and I was telling a few of the vendors or excuse me, the store managers and things like that. Hey, guys, I won't see you before Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving. And a lot of them reply. Yeah, you have a great turkey day. And I started to think about that and I was like, man, Turkey Day, I get it that we we have turkey on that day. I have ham, too, on that day. So and sometimes roast. Sometimes. So anyway, let me not go into that. Yeah, and chicken, you got to have chicken. But what I'm saying is, is that a lot of things that we have and sometimes we get caught up in the football or the food and we forget the whole point of the day. And it's in its own name, a time of giving thanks. And I want to talk to you about that today, but I want to say this before we go on. Let's go to John 16. I I really have. Yeah, John 16. I really want us to look at this. John 16. We're going to read 12, 13 and 14. We've read this already. Pastor's going to continue to, to, to go back to a lot of scriptures when we talk about the Holy Spirit. The reason why is because we don't know much about him. We know a lot about Jesus, but we don't know much about the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to keep reviewing these these scriptures on the Holy Spirit till they get in your heart. Okay, and so John 16 and uh, verse 12 says this. And I love this. I love this. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's telling them that he's getting ready to go away. They got sad about it. And he's telling, hey, it's good that I go away. Because he said, listen, listen, when I go away, the Holy Spirit will not only be with you, but he'll be in you. And then he goes down and he tells what the Holy Spirit is going to do. But then he says something that I think is profound and it makes us understand the role of the Holy Spirit even much more clearly. 
it says this. I have yet, this is Jesus speaking, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Jesus is saying, I got so much to tell you, but you're not in a position to hear all of it right now. So if not now, then when? I'm glad you asked. Look at the next verse. How be it when he, not it, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he speak not of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Jesus is saying, there's so much I want to tell you, but I don't have time to tell you at all because you're not in a position to hear it all. Not only are you sad, but guess what? I've not been, he's, he's not poured out his blood on the mercy seat. So they're not, they're not in a position to receive some things because some things are spiritually discerned and they weren't in that position. And so he says, I can't tell you yet, but I got somebody coming and I want you to wait on him. Matter of fact, in another and and when we look at 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 another verse uh, in Acts chapter one, he tells it that he commanded them to wait. On this Holy Spirit, because the things that he had to share. The Holy Spirit was going to do it. And when we ignore Holy Spirit and act as if he's not even a part of our lives or necessary part, we miss all that Jesus couldn't say that he needed to say. And so when we started, I started to think about this and he said, Kenneth, I want you to go back and I want you to go to Psalms 100. Go to Psalm 100. Can we read? uh, It's just five verses. Can we read all five? I just want verse four, but can we read all five? And I love this because he says, I got something to tell you and you're not ready to hear it. And then he says here in in Psalms 100, he tells me to go there and I'm reading this to you now. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful noise. Unto the Lord, all ye lands. One person got his part in me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Man, that didn't sound joyful. (laughs) Come on, man. Y'all, you nervous because it's... Listen, listen. One of the things that you got to get past is, you got to get past whether your praise is in a place that nobody else is making noise. Has God been good... Even if even if nobody else is around or if a million people around, is he still good? Now, you want him to come through for you, but you can't make a joyful noise in the midst of your brothers. This family now make a joyful noise. All ye land. Thank you. My goodness. We're going to get somewhere, man. Because this is listen, that's what your praise and worship should sound like. You, you listen, these people up here, they're not putting on a show for you. Sorry. That's another message. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with 
singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I love this. And this is what he said. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endured to all generations. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. This denotes, listen, this denotes that the way to the father begins with your thanksgiving. Now, we have a day set aside and, and no matter how it got set aside, no matter whether you, you, you have a problem with us celebrating, you know, pilgrims and things like that. Can I be honest with you? I forget all the time about the pilgrims. I'm not trying to be rude or anything towards those who were seeking uh, in, in, in that time religious freedom. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, saying anything negative, but my mind doesn't go to that. My mind goes to what the name of the, the holiday is. Thanksgiving. And I'm taking the time to be thankful. And he tells me that the way that I'm going to get to him is through thanksgiving. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his court. The only way you're getting in is when you enter. And the only way you're entering is when you enter with thanksgiving. Now, we got to understand this thing about thanksgiving. I want to make sure. I, I say this, I, I finished writing and let me finish reading what I wrote here. When we receive Jesus, it is because we realize that we were not enough, that we needed help in the form of a savior. And this leads us to be thankful for his work. That's why we enter into his gates. Jesus is the gate. He's the door. Amen. Let me let me ask you this. If if Al was up here, and she was getting ready to turn on a light and I jumped in front of her and flipped on the light and I waited on her to say thank you. Would she really be thankful because I flipped, jumped in front of her and said and flipped on the light? No, because she was already. Listen, she was already getting ready to do it. She was right there at the light and I just cut her off and turned the light on. There's no need for her to be thankful for something that she could do. It's only when you're in a position that you can't do it yourself that you realize when someone helps you. That you are thankful. Now, the reason why a lot of us can't be thankful is because we think we could do it on our own. So when we lose our ability to be thankful, it means that I've got this, this somehow I've got this idea that I'm OK. That I'm good. When the truth is, I couldn't do it on my own. And so he tells me. That the way I'm going to be able to enter is to come with Thanksgiving. But I want to go a little deeper. Can we do that? Let's go to First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. And we're going to be in chapter five. And uh, verse 16. Doug's going to have that up there for you. But I want to talk about this just a little bit. I want to hit this for a second. Paul had gone to Thessalonica, which was a major seaport. Okay. So it was a major seaport for Macedonia. And in that place, not only was it for merchants, but it was major for the military. 
So there were all types of people coming from all over that 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 uh, that nation coming from all over into and through this place. And Paul had gone there and he was only able to preach for three weeks before they ran him out of town. He was there three weeks before there was a big uproar and they kicked Paul out of the town and said, get out, man. You can't stay here. And he left. And now he left, but he was feeling uncomfortable because he's like, oh, I started this church. There was nothing here. And how am I going to leave these people after three weeks? So here he is sending a letter back through Timothy and he's writing back to them because Timothy had given some information that there was some some a few little mix ups. And he was addressing those mix ups. OK, one of those things was the reason why we see that they thought that the people who were already dead would not be able to go to heaven. And he cleared that up. There were some other things that he did. But then he gets to the end and he says, here are my final instructions to you, my final instructions to you. Now, I've only been I've been going. Listen, I only got to be here three weeks. And now I'm telling you something that's final. So it must be important. And he says some things to him and then he goes down and this is where I wanted to get to. He says this. These four verses are the only ones I want to get. 16, 17, 18, 19. He says this. He says, rejoice evermore. You with me, guys? Am I going too fast? huh? Okay, just check. He says, rejoice evermore. Then he says something else right behind it. Pray without ceasing. Then in 18, he says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then 19, he says, quench not the spirit. Here is Paul saying some final instructions and he goes on to say some other things. But I just want to touch these four because these four are interconnected in such a way that you need all four in order to get the whole the the whole uh, concept. Okay. So the first thing he says is rejoice evermore. I've noticed that this thing of rejoicing is a constant theme that is given by the Holy Spirit. Remember, he teaches us all the things he says, all the things that we weren't ready to hear. At that time. And so he's telling us something throughout all of Paul's writings. You'll see rejoice. Philippians four, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Right. He says it again here to the Thessalonians. He says rejoice. This is a final instruction. Rejoice. And I started to get to that. And you guys know I've taught you this before. But the word rejoice comes from the word rejoy. So joy again. Okay, so get your joy again and keep getting your joy again. But why go to Nehemiah right quick? Can we go over there? I should have told Doug where to go. So he could have gotten that quick. Go to uh, Nehemiah uh, eight and ten. Let me get over here. Ezra Nehemiah. Okay, here we go. Nehemiah 8.10 says this. Now, I, I got to give you a little, little background on this. I'm, I'm going to hurry through this, but I want to give you a little background. Nehemiah is, uh, is a prophet at the same time as Ezra. And Ezra has just found the law again. And it's exciting times, man. And he opens it up and Ezra opens it up and he reads the law 
to the people. And Nehemiah is making a note of this. OK, he's writing it down. He's taking taking care to give us this again. And in this, he's giving it to the law. And now this is what he says to the people in verse 10. He says, then he said unto them, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Help out those who have nothing. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And here is where why we have to keep rejoicing. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And without strength, we won't be able to stand. Having done all to stand. Do you guys remember me talking about that? Come on, man. If y'all don't, you got to listen to the messages over and over again. Come on. So you remember. So I don't have to keep going back. To joy, you get your strength so you're able to stand in the evil day. Guess what? Everybody's going to have an evil day. Everybody's going to have. And listen, we're living in an evil day, but you're also going to have your own personal evil day. Where it affects you. See, now, now, right now, we see it from afar off. But we all have our own evil day. And having done all to stand, you have to stand. But without joy, you will waver. And that's why the constant theme by the Holy Spirit is to rejoy yourself over and over again. But he tells you, you, you may be thinking, how do I rejoy? He's telling you in the next verse. But we didn't really pay that any attention. Oh, sorry. I don't want to. Take on Jess. Even though I called her name out, Jess. I'm sorry. Okay. But here it is. Here it is. How do we rejoice? Paul, you, you want to know how you rejoice? He tells us in the next verse. What does he tell you in, oh, excuse me, the next verse of when we were back in 1 Thessalonians? Sorry. 1 Thessalonians 5. To pray without ceasing. Now, listen, listen, I don't know about you, but I got I got several jobs. (laughs) So I can't be praying all day, man. I can't just be on my knees in my closet all day. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about staying in constant connection with the father. That's the prayer without ceasing, that you're constantly making sure you're connected to him at all times. Any break that you have, any thought that you're thinking, anytime you just think, just, Father, I give you this day. I give you this moment. You be God in it. If you say something to me to do it, I'll do it. If you don't say anything to me, I'll be okay. But I'm connected. I have my antenna up. It's like, like, like this. Um, how many of you guys um, like uh, uh, K-Love? K-Love, Way FM, uh, or um, I forgot the other name. Yeah, air one in the mess. Yes. So if you're if you like those stations, in order to stay connected to that station, what you got to do? You got to tune into it, man. You just set your dial for it. Do you have to keep turning the dial to keep getting it? You just set the dial once and you keep listening. Even when a commercial loan and you don't really want to hear it. You just keep listening. This is the matter of staying connected. And he told us this because this connection will allow us to do the next thing. 
which is in everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Now, listen, I want you to understand because the next verse is really tied to it. Quench not the spirit. Now, do you know, do you know how the Holy Spirit was denoted the first time that he showed up for the disciples that were in the upper room? Does anybody know how the Holy Spirit showed up? He showed up as a mighty rushing wind. But then the next thing they saw was what? Cloven tongues of what? Fire. The word quench, the original word for quench was meant to extinguish a fire before it became quench your thirst. Right. Before it became that, the word quench meant to extinguish a fire. And that's what it says to extinguish before you don't quench the fire. Don't extinguish the fire of the Holy Spirit. So how do I extinguish the fire of the Holy Spirit? So when I can't give thanks in everything. And why can't I give thanks in everything? Because I'm not in, I'm not connection. I'm not in connection to the father. Right. This is so important for us to make sure that these four things are are, are very clear. When I quench the spirit, the one who is of equal quality, remember that. By stifling God's plan through unbelief or murmuring or complaining, and we know that didn't work out for the children of Israel in the wilderness. What it does is it is a signifier that I don't trust God. Do you remember in Matthew when Jesus went to his own hometown? And what did it say about Jesus when he got there? Jesus who had the Holy Spirit without measure upon him. What did it say happened? Does anybody remember? They didn't receive him. And there he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. They quenched the spirit. When we don't believe, we quench the spirit. But listen, what about what about this? Here is the thing that that really got me pastor how do we really give thanks in everything in the midst of everything that's happening i lost my job pastor how do i give thanks in the midst of losing my job pastor i'm losing my family pastor i i I don't know what's happening how do you give thanks In the midst of this, I told this, I've told this, this analogy many times. And I wonder if you guys can remember when I take flour, how many of you like to eat flour? Just go in the cabinet, dump you some flour in your mouth. "Mm, That's good. Anybody like that? No one likes that. Are you sure? How about you go in? Okay, I got something sweet for you. How about sweet? You go in and you grab a thing of sugar. Oh, just sugar. Anybody like that? No. Okay, how about this? How about vanilla extract? Just turn it up. (laughs) No one likes any of this stuff. But what about when I mix it together? And I take some sugar. And I take some flour. And I take some egg. 
and I take some vanilla extract and I take some butter and I take some uh, some chocolate chips. Drop them in there, send my sweet chocolate chips. Paul like, mm, he don't like that. But I take this and I start mixing it together and, and other ingredients that I've forgotten and left out. And then I mix it together and I put some heat to it. I put some heat to it. I put some fire to it. As I put some fire to those things that I didn't like separate. When I put some fire to the things that I didn't like separate. Then on the other side of the fire and the mixture of the things that came together, it created something that I enjoy, that I love, that's sweet to me. I wonder if we would trust God and know that Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good. Those that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I wonder if we could trust God enough to say, God, I'm standing on that even when I can't see how I can get how I can give you thanks in the midst of this. I'm not thanking you for the pain. I'm thanking you because I know that you love me enough and that you promised that you'd work it together for my good. In that, then I could come out on the other side with something good. But once those things are mixed together in my life, in and of themselves, they're not thankworthy. But mixed together for my life, when added with some fire, come on, you you guys forgetting the fire. When added with some fire of the Holy Ghost, My situation changes. All I wanted to say today was in the midst of this, he's telling us that we have to learn to give thanks. Thanks is the key that will allow our whole situation, our whole life, our whole day, everything to change. Last thing I want to say to you. I know it's hard when it's a single incident. But remember, the Holy Spirit allows you to do what you couldn't do before. He will give you the strength to be able to say thank you because it's the door that draws you back to the father. First Thessalonians 5, 24 says this faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Did you know that? Philippians 2, 13 says It is God who both worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I love that. Can I can I tell you something? That scripture more than anything else has given me the most peace in my life of walking with Christ. For it is God that worketh in me. Even when I don't feel like it, even when it doesn't seem like even when I keep making the same dumb mistake over and over again. You ever done that? Well, you just done the same thing over and over again. My goodness. The same thing over and over again. But it is God that's at work in you. Both to cause you to will. That means to want to do. 
and to do. See, okay, I don't have time to do that today. This is crucial for you to be able to walk through life daily and always be filled with joy. No matter what comes your way. You guys watch me as I walk through my father and my mother. They both, both of them died on a Saturday. Isn't that? Well, my father, well, I take that back. My mother died on a Saturday. My father died Sunday morning. I didn't hear about it until I was coming in the service. You guys watch me walk through tears of pain. But as I continue to preach the word of God, because listen, it's only in being able to give thanks that God is at work. Even when I can't see how. Even when I can't see why I can't see the direction that he's taken me, I know that he is at work and he is good. And when I remember that, it gives me the ability to stand through tears. Right. But still be able to stand and say, God is good. God is is faithful. Amen. I'm not telling you something that I'm not walking in. Amen. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to tell you something that I'm not walking in unless I tell you I don't have it yet. I'll tell you that too. Cuz there's no shame in it. You know why? Cuz guess what? God called me and he'll keep me. He's walking me through it just like he's walking you through it. He's growing me and developing me just like he's developing you. I just chose to be available. Will you? Amen. Now I'm finished, but I want you to remember. I want you to give thanks all this week. I want you to give thanks. Now, I'm going to ask you something. And guys, listen, I don't mean it to be silly. But how many of you even did what I asked you to do last week? Did you serve? Amen. Come on. Thank you for raising your hand. Thank you. Did you serve someone? Did you serve your spouse? Did you serve your <laughs> did you serve your 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 children? Did you do something for someone else? Amen. Because listen, the key behind it is, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I walked out of the church and I said, I'm going to serve Shirley because she didn't know what I preached on, right? Because she was with the children. And I walked out, I said, I'm going to serve for all day. And then about halfway through, I got tired. I was like, man, that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm not, hey, 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 hey. I want to be able to say that I did it all the time. But I didn't. And God said, Kenneth, your wife is valuable to me. And I said, you're right, God. And she's valuable to me. And so I continue to serve. She's not here to, to answer to find out if that's true. But she always, listen, I'm going to tell you this. My wife, even when she's angry with me, and this is the truth. I, 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 I wish I didn't have to say this, but she even, even when she's mad, when I'm the worst and I have been the worst, she still serves me. 